Welcome to season two of the Stephanie Humphrey podcast. This season features our biblical teaching segment, Study With Me, where we read through portions of the Old and New Testament, and Sip and Say with Stephanie, where you hear Stephanie's perspective on social issues, world events, and whatever is on her mind. Join us on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more on Thursdays at 10 p.m. Want to leave Stephanie a message? Go to our podcast on Anchor FM and click the message button, and you just might be featured on her podcast. Don't forget to like and share your favorite episodes. We look forward to engaging with you soon. Blessings. Second time because I just started my voice recording. How y'all doing? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing amazing. I'm doing great. So look, y'all, I am feeling really good today. I don't feel tired. Like, so I'm saying like this. I was feeling really good and really excited. And then I started feeling tired as I was just sitting here and I was looking up some information for something else that I'm working on. And I was just like, I'm sitting here and I'm still and I'm quiet. And then y'all like try to get tired. I was just like, what is going on? But either way, I am feeling good. I do think I'm excited just to be alive. I'm doing well. I'm excited that you are doing well. You know, things might be perfect, but you're still here. So there's still offer God to work on your behalf with whoever you get to have the conversation that you want to have with the two conversations with even your enemies, if right with them, you know, offer do the things that we need to. So I am grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to be in the land of the living. I'm grateful to be in this moment during sip and been on. And I just want to sincerely apologize for not being on the last two weeks, y'all. By the time Thursday rolls around, I am tired. I'm not even going to lie about it. Y'all have heard me say it on some um, sip and saves with Stephanie, some of the um, Be Free Ministries Bible study. Sometimes I'm just tired by the time Thursday. And it's so interesting because when I started this journey, I'm going to go get my hot water and I'm going to still talk. When I started this journey uh, on Thursday about, hmm, I don't know how many years ago it was now. It was maybe 2012 or 13. I really can't remember, but I started, um, as you've heard me say, I think a few weeks ago, Blog Talk Radio. I was doing a 30-minute show through like an online platform, and I was younger then. (laughs) I was younger then. I had a little bit more energy. I was actually a little more healthier I wasn't as I have I didn't have as much weight on me then as I do now. And so things have truly changed over the last 10 years. And so uh, my body is tired now. I'm doing different work, um, different responsibilities, different stress levels. And so um, you know, just by the time Thursdays come, I'm tired. So forgive me for the last two weeks. And forgive me just in advance for the future Thursdays that I will not be able to get on because I'm taking care of me. I'll try to let you know in advance. Like last week, I did a a video for you, but I cannot get the video to upload. I was struggling. Like my technology was struggling. And I was just like, you know what? It's just going to be what it's going to be. And so it was what it was. So I'm sorry I didn't get the video 
I'm up in time to let you know that I wasn't on. I actually did a little chat for you while I shared a few things with you and could not get my technology was moving so, so slow. And so I'm glad to be on tonight. Glad to share, like I said, just a few things with you on tonight. Um, first of all, I want to know what, what are you all sipping on tonight? So look, y'all, let me get mine. I just pulled my hot water from the stove. That's what I got up to do. I had one cocoa bomb left. Y'all remember the cocoa bombs? I had one cocoa bomb left. So I'm going to drink some hot cocoa tonight. So that's what I was going to tell y'all. I live in North Carolina and the weather can be unpredictable. So like we were hot last week. 80s, everything was good. The start of the week was 80s. And by the time today's Thursday, by the time yesterday hit, we were cold again. Like I was pulling out my coat, I was wrapping up, I was layering because we were back cold again. So I had my thermostat is on 62. I had turned it off actually. Then I was like, it's getting cold. Let me turn it back on. But it hasn't been running. Like over the last maybe two weeks, it hasn't been running. So it was on 62. So even though it got cold yesterday, I think the thermostat, you know, it moved up to 66. Nothing, you know, like I said, nothing was running. My heat didn't come on or anything. Because um, I'm still on heat. I've not transitioned to air conditioner yet because I had turned the whole unit off. And so when I got in, it was like right at the 62 that I set the thermostat on. I was like, I'm going to just make it work. I put a sweatshirt on, um, put my leggings on, put some thick socks on. I'll be fine. So I'm sitting here doing working on my other little project cold. I said, I got to turn this thermostat up. So I think I pumped it up to, I, I do it in increments. I pumped it up to 63, then 64. I think it's on 66. I just started pushing it. So I don't know what I stopped on. I think I stopped on 66 or 67. So right now I'm comfortable because I have my like long sleeve shirt on. I still got my tights on, my, my, my thick socks, but I'm comfortable. But I was like, I'm going to get me some hot chocolate tonight. So I have one cocoa bomb left. So I got my cocoa bomb and I got my peppermint stick spoon that my sister gave me. And so here's my hot one. I'm going to go ahead and pour it in. I'm not going to pour it over my computer because y'all, do y'all know I'm clumsy? Have I ever told y'all that I'm clumsy? I am clumsy and I can be messy sometimes. It just is what it is. You just have to accept who you are. <laughs> I got a story about me trying to be clum, clumsy and classy at the same time. I don't think I'm going to tell y'all about it tonight, but I'm out to pour. Look, I'll just show y'all what I'm about to pour. Y'all see that steam? Y'all might can't see it, but I'm going to pour it in. So I'm going to be sipping on my hot chocolate tonight. I bought my, um, my cup holder over as not to damage my table. So what are you all sipping? I'm going to stare this up a little bit. What are you all sipping on tonight? Like, do you all have hot chocolate? I wish I could show you. There's. Let me see if I can show you my cocoa bomb. Let me see. I can. There's my cocoa bomb right there. So this is a. This is my first time having a milk chocolate cocoa bomb. Normally I have dark chocolate, but someone had given this to me and I hadn't used it yet. So I was like, I'm gonna use it tonight. So it's a milk chocolate. Ooh, look at a cute little marshmallow. Let me see if I can show y'all. Uh, the cute, look, the cute little marshmallows in here. I've never had hot chocolate with peppermint. Like this is the first time. Wait a minute. Let me think about that. Maybe. I feel like this is the first time, maybe it's not, but it's the first time I can remember ever having hot chocolate like with a peppermint stick. And so my sister had these. I was like, oh, can I have one? I think I took two. Y'all know how it is. You ask your family member, your friend, may I have one of those? And you end up taking two or three. I took two of them. I did. I showed them to her. I was like, I'm going to take two. She was, you know, she was like, all right. Oh, look, I lost my spoon, y'all. I lost my spoon to my hot chocolate. But it's all good. So the, what are y'all sipping on? So my aunt is on with us tonight. She says she's sipping on her orange mango. I know that's right. So mm, it's been a minute since I've... Mm, that's a good peppermint stick. It's been a minute since I've had some peppermint. 
Mm. Well, I'm sipping on some orange mango juice. I'm sipping on my hot chocolate. I'm going to set it down here and let my peppermint sit. Go ahead and melt in. You are about to lick my fingers like, right? Let me get my sanitizer. So look, y'all. So look, so y'all, I have made me some sip because I'm when I'm drinking, when I'm sipping, I want to have a sip and say with Stephanie Cup. And I made myself one, but I haven't ordered it yet because the company that I made it with is not a black-owned company. And so I was searching Etsy for a black-owned company who makes, I want a coffee mug and then I want a wine glass with Sip and Say with Stephanie on it. If y'all know any Black-owned companies that makes mugs or makes cups, please let me know. Like, um, put it on my website at stephaniehumphrey.net. Just let me know because I'll, I'm trying my very best to support as many Black businesses as I absolutely can. I actually have a page that is not live yet, but I've been working on a page on stephaniehumphrey.net to highlight the Black businesses that I have supported or will be supporting in the future. Because I'm all about Black businesses, small businesses, women-owned businesses. I was actually looking up a woman-owned business um, a few hours ago. It's a new business that's opening up in my in a city near me, and she is making chocolates, you all, like cocoa to chocolate. Like, um, I'm not going to talk about her tonight. I'll get her another time because I don't have enough information to share with you. But she's small-owned business. It's in a, it's in, she's doing chocolate, which is a male-dominated field, a male-dominated business. So I'm really proud that she has the means and the resources and the ability to have opened this business. I don't know if she's quite open yet, but I was like watching a little video with her making the chocolates and they look really good. And so shout out to all the small businesses, shout out to all the women-owned businesses, and shout out to all the black businesses. Okay, let's get into this. I said I wasn't going to be on long and I've done use about 15 minutes of my time. <laughs> but I do y'all like, so y'all, I think I already told you, if I haven't told you, I'm actually taking a wellness workshop, a wellness certification class is what it is. I'll be a certified um, yoga and wellness instructor after I finish the classes. And I'm having a ball learning about taking care of myself, learning about the principles of yoga, learning the different um, poses that come with yoga. Like I skip, like there's a whole big chunk of different poses and I kind of skip that part. Um, but so we've done a few poses during our live sessions, but it's like a self-paced study for the most part. And then we have live classes one weekend a month. And so I have done a few poses and I've uh, skipped the big section because I'm working on the social emotional uh, lessons, which is a part of the training, a social emotional uh, wellness facilitator, yoga um, instructor. And so I'm learning so much about mindfulness, um, which I've taken classes about mindfulness before, but not like this. And yoga and taking care of myself and breathing and listening to my body and taking care of my body. And I'm learning these principles not only for myself, but I'm learning them for you as well because I will be teaching some yoga with you all. I don't know if I'll do it during like a sip and say with Stephanie or if I'm going to plan a special Thursday or a special weekend. I haven't gotten that far yet, but I do have to do a certain amount or complete a certain amount of hours 
sharing yoga with the community. So I am going to do it in this form some kind of way. We haven't got to that part of the lesson yet as to how we are to construct that class and how we are to implement the principles that we're teaching, I mean, um, that we're learning. Well, once I get that information and the guidelines for that, then I will be teaching you some wellness and yoga classes. And I'm really excited. Like the live that's coming up in um, two weeks, um, we are going to be doing some practicing with each other so we can get familiar with teaching, get familiar and comfortable with teaching yoga and teaching wellness principles in a group setting. And so the classes actually go to October. I started the classes in March. Um, we had our first live this month in April. We'll have a live um, every month until October, except for August. August is the only month we will not have a live. And then we'll end our live in October. And y'all, I'm going to have to teach a full yoga lesson. Um, me and a partner will have a whole hour to actually teach a full lesson of yoga. It's It seems so overwhelming, but the more I learn about yoga and wellness and breathing techniques, the more confident that I feel about um, practicing yoga and practicing wellness and um being able, you know, to teach it to others. And I can't remember if I shared it with you all, but if I did, you're hearing it for the second time. And if I didn't, you're hearing it for the first time. But I really struggled with whether I was going to take this yoga class or not, because yoga is grounded in like principles from 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 Asia, from from an Asian country. And so some of the principles, which I'm, I'm trying to remember all of them because we had that section about a month ago and I need to go back and, and really get the history a little bit more because I really want to be immersed um, in the history and knowledgeable and understanding the history before I actually teach this as like a, a legitimate side hustle because I do plan to teach it. Um, and get paid to do so because I'll, I'll be certified to do that. But um, so um, talking about the principles, so so learning about the history of yoga, which like I said, I don't remember all of the information because it was a, a month ago since I had the lesson and I have not gone back to re-immerse myself in that. But I did struggle with the, 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 the yoga principles um, and then with my Christian principles. And you know what? I prayed about it. I sought the Lord about it. And I feel really good. I feel very comfortable. I feel like this is something that's going to help me stay well and healthy within my mind, my heart, my body, and my soul. And it does not conflict at all with my Christian principles. It's still Jesus. Let me tell you, it's still Jesus. It's still God. It's still the Holy Spirit. Um, I, I do meditate, but oftentimes when I'm meditating, I'm thinking about God. I'm thinking about Jesus. I'm meditating on God's word. And I was like talking to some of my colleagues about that. I'm like, I know that yoga has its own guidelines of meditation, but this is how I meditate. And I'm going to continue to do that. I don't plan to get into like the nirvana state of like meditation where I'm like totally have immersed myself in yoga that I'm, I've lost myself. I won't, I don't think I'll ever get there. I'm not even going to try to get there. But I do remember having this conversation with, when I say my colleagues, I'm talking about my, my wellness class colleagues. And I was telling them that the closest that I've ever gotten to something like that is when I'm praying. Sometimes when I'm in prayer and when I'm in worship, I get so immersed in God and so immersed in my worship and what God is saying and how he's speaking to me and how he's healing me and how he's delivering me that I do get lost. Like I do forget what time it is. I do forget where I am because I'm so 
connected to God. I'm in such communion with God that nothing else matters. And so I was sharing with them, like, that's the closest that I've ever gotten to what what might be considered the nirvana or the highest level of meditation and losing yourself in that space. And I remember one of my colleagues say, man, I haven't even gotten there yet. Like as far as communing with God in that way that I've lost like track of time. And she's like, I really want to get there. I was like, well, yeah, you know, when I'm, when I'm talking to God and when he's speaking to me, nobody else matters. I don't care what, I don't care about the phone ringing anybody ringing the doorbell, like nothing else matters but me and God at that moment. It's just all about he and I. And so um, so I'm enjoying learning about yoga. I'm enjoying I'm engaging with my, my yoga colleagues, my wellness class colleagues. And so it's just a lot of fun. I'm, I'm learning a lot about myself. <laughs> like I thought I knew me, but I'm learning even more about me and in learning about me and in taking care of me, I believe that it gives me uh, empathy and um, grace and kindness and self-awareness for other people as well. So ultimately, this is for me. I'm doing this totally for Stephanie. But in turn, I my prayer and my thought and my um, plan is to, once I get this, is to dispense it out. So that others can get to know themselves, so that others, you and others can practice wellness and practice mindfulness and practice breathing and all the the techniques. And you can take what you want from it. When I start doing my lessons, y'all, like I said, I'll let you know and you can take what you want from it and what you don't think you can use, you know, just leave it there. That's okay. And so I'm learning in a very peaceful, encouraging, nurturing, loving atmosphere and I really like that. So I'm thankful for that. So I hadn't really planned to share that, but my wellness class is going well. Needless to say, it's going well. And I'm loving, like I said just a few minutes ago, I am loving engaging with my peers, with my colleagues that I'm taking this class with. We have really partnered together in wanting to take care of ourselves and in turn taking care of others. And one other thing I want to say about this class is I like the honesty. I, I really like, because like once we do our self-paced lessons, we engage with each other in conversations. And I mean, y'all, it, it's it's so encouraging. Like there are people that are talking about their marriages and they're talking about their own brokenness. And they're talking about like one um, of my colleagues, one of her children passed away and she was saying like, she really needed this to just start. I think it's been about a year, but she still struggles with that. And so She's like working through these yoga principles and these mindfulness and breathing. Hopefully she can get back to herself to a place of peace and balance within herself. Like there are all kinds of stories that I'm learning about people from all over the United States of America. There there could be people in other countries that I haven't like engaged with yet, but most of the people that I've talked to are in the like all over the United States. And so, you know, like I said, people are being very honest and vulnerable and open to share some of their struggles as well as to share their successes because some of the some of my colleagues have taken yoga before some of them have taken wellness classes before this practice is not new to them and so they're sharing their experiences in that respect as well so i'm learning a lot and i'm loving it i'm really loving it i meant to get my glasses and my glasses are not in here with me so I'm, but i'm gonna be okay i'm gonna make this through <laughs> i'm gonna make it through so let's get into a little bit of news tonight y'all I don't know if you all have heard this, but Derek Chauvin, the police officer that 
was convicted of murdering George Floyd in April 21st. His lawyers are have have appealed to not appeal, but they have submitted documentation, um, a 70, 72 page documentation, um, in order to do one of three things to get Derek Chauvin's. So let me let me backtrack. Let me say this. Okay, let me read it like I wrote it. In April 2021, Chauvin was found guilty in the death of George Floyd on counts of second degree unintentional murder third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. He's serving a 22-and-a-half-year sentence right now. His judge, his lawyers, excuse me, they submitted a 72-page document that indicated there was an error. This is where the quotes are. An error of misconduct and prejudice that were that were that made the proceedings structurally defective. So let me say that again so that you can understand it. They submitted a, a document to say that a, based on the proceedings, based on the trial that Derek Chauvin went through last year, there was error of misconduct and prejudice that made the proceedings structurally defective. In other words, all the publicity, all of the riot, not riot, excuse me, it was not riots protests, all of the peaceful protests, all of the media coverage, he was saying, or his lawyer team, Derek Chauvin's lawyer team was saying that, or has said that all of these things have influenced or influenced the trial and influenced the sentencing. So they want one of three things to happen. They either want a reversal of Derek Chauvin's conviction they want a reversal of the conviction and a new trial in a different venue, or they want the case to be returned to the lower court for resentencing. Remember, he's serving 22 and a half year sentence right now. So they want one of those three things to happen. What do y'all think about that? How do y'all feel about that? Um. Let me share this piece of information with you. The court filing that they submitted and also indicated the overwhelming media coverage exposed the jurors literally every day to news de demonizing Chauvin and glorifying Floyd, which was more than sufficient to presume prejudice. So he's thinking again, like the media coverage, the, the protests that were going on, all of that had an influence on the jurors. And that's why they made the decision that they made. And I don't know if you remember, but um, the, uh, Derek Chauvin's lawyer team, they actually requested a change of venue for his trial, but it was denied. Um, and judges have the right to do that. They follow the guidelines. They have the right to do that. So now they are requesting, again, one of three things, either reduce his sentence or either um, overturn the conviction, um, reverse the conviction and give him a new trial or return the, the case to the lower court for resentencing. Now, if a lower court did resentence, I can't say that they could give him much less than what he already has, because according to the federal prison sentence, um, it was required or the guidelines, I should say the guidelines were, were for him to serve between 20 to 25 years. So he got the, he got the in between, which was 22 and a half. So I don't even know how a lower court can 
go against this federal guideline um, or federal sentencing guideline that has been established. I can't say, I don't know, but that's what Derek Chauvin's lawyer team has requested. I'm going to be following this because I want to know what, I'm, I'm curious to know what judge is going to get this um, filing and how are they going to go about determining if they should um, answer their, or not answer the request, but grant the request of Derek Chauvin's lawyer team. I'm curious to know who the judge, if he's going to grant the request, and if he or she does grant the request, which one of the three are they going to grant? So, Or if they're not going to grant anything, like I'm so curious to know how that's going to go. So I'll keep you posted. If you know something, you keep me posted at stephaniehumphrey.net because I'm curious to know how do y'all feel about it? Do y'all think this should happen? Like everybody in America, according to our, um, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say un in quotations, our un-justice system. Um, you have a right to a fair trial, of course, but you all have also have the right to appeal. So most cases, you know, when a, when a person is found guilty, if it's a good lawyer team, a good lawyer or the team, which is normally, a, you know, it's normally just not one lawyer. It's normally a team of um, lawyers or legal staff working together, um, but they have a right to appeal. And so this is, and Derek's, um, Chauvin's lawyers do, I do remember them saying, like once the verdict, you know, was released and everything, I do remember them talking about appealing um, the ruling, which is, is kind of a form of what they're doing right now. And so, um, yeah, I'm kind of curious to know how y'all feel about it. You know, do y'all think, you know, he should be granted a new trial in a new venue? Do you think his sentence should be overturned? Do you think he should have a reduced sentence? I definitely do not think he should have a, his sentence overturned. I do not think it should be reduced sentence. I think he got exactly what he deserved getting um, in murdering George Floyd. I think that the um, the sentencing judge work within the guidelines that were given to him, the guidelines that were already established. So I think he should just 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 deal with it. Just do his time. Like, you know, other folk gotta do their time, just do your time. That's how I feel about it. Let me see if this is cool enough for me to take a sip. Cause I don't want to burn my tongue. Mm, that's good, y'all. Mm, that's really good. I like that little hint of peppermint in there. Okay, so y'all, this next um, news report, it really had me on the fence. Now, for y'all parents, y'all might have a ready answer for this, but I have mixed feelings about this because it's about a teenager who passed away. And I do feel, feel you know, empathy for his family, for his mom and his dad. I do feel empathy for them for losing their child the way that they did. But the young man's name is Tyree, or his name was Tyree Sampson. He was on a ride. It's called the Free Fall Ride. He was in Orlando, Florida. He's from Missouri. Not Missouri. Yeah, Missouri. I got that right. I got Tennessee on my mind because I was just reading some information about a mayor in Tennessee. I'm not even going to get into that with the Confederate, um, a Confederate month. Uh, April is considered Confederate um, uh, uh, 
Confederate, not Confederate flag, but I think just a Confederate month. I didn't even get into that. I didn't even want to get into that tonight, but y'all look that up for yourself. Tennessee um, mayor has declared the month of February like Confederate. It's Confederate something month. Um, I didn't do a lot of research on it. I was just kind of looking through as um, a few minutes before I got on. So y'all look that up for yourself and get that information, y'all. He He's a black mayor, so, you know, whatever. Anyway, we talking about Tyree right now. So Tyree Sampson, 14-year-old young man from Missouri. He was in Orlando, Florida. It's unclear if he was with family or friends. That part I'm not, I'm not sure about. But he was there and he got on a ride called the Free Fall Ride. It's a 430-foot tall ride. Um, so, you know, and looking up some information about this ride, this particular ride is only 11 feet shorter than the tallest building. Like the SunTrust building is the tallest building. And this ride is only 11 feet shorter than that. So it's a 430 foot tall ride. Y'all, I'm gonna push pause here. I don't get on rides. <laughs> First of all, I don't go to amusement parks. I've never been to an amusement park. Like mom wasn't able to take us to amusement parks when we were growing up. It's four of us. She was a single mom. So we did not go to amusement parks. Now, I have been to an amusement park since I became a young adult, but I'm not getting on no kind of rides. Like, I'll get on the kitty rides if they let me get on the kitty rides. This was years ago, like in my 20s, so I was a little bit smaller then, but I used to get on the kitty rides, but those be the Ferris wheel, all those fast-paced rides, no, y'all, roller coaster ride, no, y'all, I'm, that's not... The only time I want to fly is on an airplane or when Jesus calls me home and I'm going to fly up to heaven. That's the only time I want to go flying through the air. Well, let me let me say that again because on an airplane, I'm covered. The only time I want to go flying through the air, just my body without a plane, is when Jesus calls me home and I fly up to meet him on in the sky. That's the only time I want to fly. I don't want to fly on no Ferris wheel on these rides that go here. Like going to the state fair and seeing those people up, y'all, it just gives me anxiety seeing those people up on the rise and high because it that's anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. So I don't I don't ever, 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 never, ever. I have never been on a ride and I never will. Like I did not have a bad experience at all. I just never been on one because it's just not my cup of tea. So this young man, 14 years old, he's on this free fall ride. Um, they, it was noted by the, um, the team, let's see, I didn't write down the, um, the owners of this ride, but it was noted that he was in his safety harness. And so this particular ride, it holds 30 passengers as it rises into the air and then it rotates, then it tilts to the ground before it free falls. First of all, my 14 year old is not, I, I, I so let me say that again. 30 passengers are able to get on this ride, rises to the air, rotates around the tower. So it's rotating around this tower. Then it tilts to the ground and it free falls, it drops. It drops at more than 75 miles per hour. If y'all have ever been on the road where you can go 70 and you might go five over, like 75 miles, y'all can imagine how that is driving, imagine how that is dropping, you know, from a high, from a, like an elevated place to a low place. 
So it is noted that the ride does have showed it. The ride had because they they actually put it out of commission because of this, you know, this the the death of this young man. But they have the over the shoulder restraint. So those restraints, those harnesses that go over your shoulder, and then it also had two hand grips at the chest level, so you can pull those down too to help support you. And it also noted on the website that once those, you know, like once the ride is over and everything is nice and still, then that those handrails, they are released so you can take off the harness, you know, and get off of the ride. It was noted that the young man was buckled in. He was buckled into this ride. He had the restraints on. It was noted. And... He passed away, y'all. He, um, I don't, I didn't get the information about which part of the ride, um, like if it was when it was rotating or when it was free falling. That information I wasn't able to to see, or I didn't grab that information. Um, but he he plunged down. I didn't write down how many feet he plunged down. Yep, I didn't write that down. But he ended up falling out of the restraints and he fell to his death. And so um so he was 14. I just I just I, I mean, you know, I have never been on a ride before. I, like I said, I've been on the kitty roller coaster. I've been on like kitty rides when I was a little younger, um like early my young adult life. But I've never been on a Ferris wheel, never been on any ride where I needed to be buckled in in this way. So I don't know what that feels like. Like, I don't know. I'm assuming this is just Stephanie talking, assuming that I'm assuming there's a way that you can adjust the harnesses, kind of like a seatbelt where you can adjust it. I'm assuming it's that way where you can adjust it to your body type and your body weight and all of that. I don't know if that was done for this young man or not. The investigation is going ongoing. This happened the end of last week. So the investigation is still going on. So I don't know how tight it was or how loose it was or whatever on the young man. I don't have that information. Hopefully once the investigation is over, that information can be shared to the public. So we'll know, you know, for those who are, are who would like to follow this case. Um, but I do want to note you all that the young man weighed 380 pounds. He was a, a young, you know, young man. He weighed 380 pounds. And so Tyree Sampson, his his family is suing. Um, they or they, let me just say they have filed a lawsuit in the state court in Orlando that the defendants failed to warn their son. He six two, ooh, fourteen, y'all, six two already, y'all. So fourteen young, fourteen year old young man, six two, three hundred eighty pounds. So they filed a lawsuit um, that said the defendants failed to warn their six two. 380 pounds son about the risks of someone of his size going on the ride and they didn't provide an appropriate restraint system on the ride so that's what his family is suing for um or that they filed a lawsuit indicating you know these these things and so I don't know you all if there's a height requirement on rides. I don't know if there's a weight requirement on rides. I didn't once when I was reading the articles about this, I didn't see that indicated. Um, there was, I think, the owner or one of the representatives from the company that owns this ride. Um, 
when he made, it was a really short statement that I was reading about. And it, he didn't say if there was a weight requirement or a height requirement that wasn't indicated um, in his statement. So I really don't know. Um, maybe if I did some more research, I can find out more information about this ride. I just felt bad that this young man passed away. I mean, he was um, out having fun, um, enjoying his family or friends or whatever. And, you know, he, he's now, he, he has passed away, you know? And so my, where my mixed feelings came about is I'm, I'm wondering how you know, who he, I don't know who he was with. Um, I don't know if he was with his family, with his friends, but I'm just wondering, was there a conversation with him about, you know, hunting, you know, maybe you shouldn't get on this ride. It doesn't look all that safe. And we, we know that you want to get on it. We know that it looks exciting, but maybe, you know, for your safety, you shouldn't get on. Like, I don't know if that conversation happened or not with his family or his friends or whoever he was with. I think it was just a matter of, I'm 14, this ride looks fun, this ride looks exciting, let me get on. And so I don't know, you know, how that, how if that conversation happened or not, um, I don't know. But we, a young man, you know, has lost his life and, and hopefully his parents will get answers about the restraint system that was used. Hopefully they'll get answers about like what failed, like what happened, you know, in this particular case so that hopefully they can have some closure. So I'm just thinking, you know, maybe he shouldn't have got on the ride based on his size, but like his parents said, that the, the operators of this ride should have been able to determine based on their knowledge of the ride and based on the safety, um, why they call it the safety um report of this ride, the guidelines concerning this ride, they I feel like they should have been able to make a determination about whether that young man, Mr. Tyree Sampson, whether he should have got on or not. So I'm just praying for the best outcome for the family. I, I pray that they get the answers that they, I'm sure they're seeking for and get the closure, you know, that they need concerning the death of their son. So it's just a, just a sad situation. Um, and I just want, well, yeah, 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 I'm gonna take another sip. This is a really sad situation. I don't like reporting of teenagers passing away, you know, yeah. So I'm gonna move on because if I stay there too long, I'm gonna start crying. So I'm gonna move, move, move forward. So yeah, I was I usually in the mornings when I get up, most times I'll put the news on just so I can listen to the weather because again, our weather is unpredictable. Um at different times of the year, in particular during our season transition. So so even though we're in spring. We're still in it. What I what I classify as a transitional season. We're gonna be either hot or cold. It's still April. It's not June, July, August yet. We know it's gonna be hot, and there's no like there there gonna there will not be any fifties or sixties. You know, during June, July, and August, it's gonna be hot, hot, and more hot. So I usually put the news on and I pump it up really loud because it's in the living room. I'm in the back room getting ready, and so 
this and depending sometimes if you know I'm I turn it on to listen to the weather, but if I don't come off to come out into the living room to turn it off, you know other news is going on. So I'm in there getting ready, and I heard this news story just this morning, y'all, and I was just like, I have got to talk about this. So there are workers, public school workers in Clinton County Schools, Alabama, where they were asked to repay money that they were overpaid. So they got their paycheck, and in their paycheck, they were overpaid. Their salary, their paycheck was overpayment. And now their school district, their superintendent has asked, it was three individuals have asked them to repay the money, y'all. Watch y'all think about that. Now, if y'all got my paycheck wrong, I'm not paying no money. I, take me to court. It don't, if it's okay, take me to court. Cause you, I'm not paying any money back that you overpaid me for. Cause that was y'all's discrepancy, not mine. But get this, y'all. They didn't find the discrepancy in two months or two weeks or three months. Wasn't even year, one year, two years, or three years, y'all. This letter, and I, I actually, um, I forgot to print out this letter, but there was, the young lady, it was six years later, y'all, six years later, she actually posted the letter on Facebook, and I forgot to print it off, y'all, and so I don't have it with me right now, but she actually posted the letter that indicated she was overpaid, it was $23,000 and some change, and um. You know, the superintendent, the school district has asked her to repay it. They've given her some options. She can pay a lump sum. She can pay it in installments. They can take out this amount of money out of her paycheck so that she can repay this $23,000 plus that they overpaid her over a period of six years. Did nobody catch this until six years later? I wish I would have had that letter so I can read it to you. But um, she actually, like I said, she posted it on Facebook. I don't remember the young lady's name, but she posted the actual letter on Facebook. And she was asking people to help her because she didn't know what to do. And I, I can understand that because I probably wouldn't know what to do what to do either. But um, so that was one worker. Another worker, she was overpaid $33,000 over the last four years. There was a bus driver that was asked to repay money that he um, that he was overpaid. But his particular case, I think he may not have wanted his information shared because as I was lo looking at different news reports about him, it just noted that they wanted him to repay. It didn't say how much money. It didn't say how many years. It just states that he was asked to repay um, whatever you know the money was. How do y'all feel about that? Like, what do y'all think about that? Like, if you are overpaid in your check, should you have to repay that money? Especially, I mean, four years later, six years later, should you be expected? Should you be expected to come out of pocket with that money? Because I was looking at—I didn't read her letter, but I was reading the different articles that shared this information and. Like I said, they they said she can pay it back in one lump sum. I don't know, not one, not one, I don't know of not one public school educator that can give you a check for twenty three thousand dollars. I, I I don't know of one. Maybe y'all know some, but I don't know of one because we our salary is not like that. And then they, like I said, gave her an option to take money out of her check. 
I don't know if this young lady has children. I don't know what her financial state is. I don't know if she's caring for her parents. Like, I don't know her financial state, but all of a sudden say, you know, be told that I, we're going to take this lump sum out of you. No, bro, we're going to court. I'm just, I'm, we're going to court. We is going, I know you quote unquote control my paycheck because direct deposit, I'm assuming they have direct deposit in, in, in Alabama, but y'all, we going to court because I wish you would take some money out of my check. So what do y'all think about that? Do you all think these public school educators should have to pay, repay this money out of no fault of their own? I didn't write this down, but one of the cases, um, like for the lady who actually posted hers on Facebook, she had actually got a promotion. Like, I can't remember what her position titles were because I, it was all in the letter, y'all. I was depending on the letter, but, um, her, she actually got a promotion on the job. So I'm thinking when I was reading that, I was like, well, she probably thought that her elevation and pay was because of the promotion because she got elevated. So of course you're going to get a pay bump. If you get elevated on your job, if you get promoted, you're going to get a pay bump. So she didn't think anything of it. She was like, well, okay, well, this is my new salary because of my promotion. For the other worker, they did have a change in job description as well, um, which may have been the, the issue. But her, this, this, the second worker, um, I can't remember what her her promotion was, but whatever it was, they started her off on a different salary than they should have. Like you know, for the for state workers, uh, for 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 state workers in general, but for public school workers, we have a salary scale based on our education and based on our years of experience. And whatever that is, you start at that base salary, and then you go up again based on your education, based on your years of service. And so they were supposed to start this other um, work. I don't know if she was male or female, but they were able. They were supposed to start them at one salary level, based on on the years in education, um, years of service. But they actually started her on an elevated, you know, elevated salary. And so she probably didn't know he or she probably didn't know. They're just like, I got this promotion again, just like the first one. I got this promotion. This must be right. And so I don't know how Alabama does theirs, but I know from for, for my, my school district, um, they give us a letter that states what our salary is. And so, um, wait a minute, let me think about it. My, my last letter, did it have my salary in it? I feel like it did because of what, what my school district, like I think all school districts, they give you a contract. And so depending on your number, your your year of contract, like I got my last contract, I think three years ago. And so it has a letter, it gives you all the guidelines. This is what it is. These are the dates, you know, this is the renewal time, all of that. And if I'm not mistaken, I haven't looked at it in a very long time. If I'm not mistaken, it has my salary in it. I'm gonna, I'll have to look and see. Let me see. I think I might have it where I can look it up right now while we're here tonight. But they give us a letter, and then of course we have this, you know, superintendent signs that we sign it, and it's it's part of our permanent record. So every year it's time for me to renew my contract. I get that letter every single time. And so I don't know if they do this in Alabama or how their system works, but I'm thinking that, you know, when because even when I got this promotion that I got like a year, a little over a year ago, I got a letter, y'all. I got a letter to say, now that letter did not include my salary um, because it came from a different, uh, anyway, it didn't include my salary. And so, um, but it had a letter. This is your new position. You're moving from this position to this position. This is your new title. This is your, um, the start date. Like it had everything outlined in it except for my salary. And, um, 
that's what they do in my school district. So, you know, I'm thinking pretty much everybody has the same or similar practices, but again, they were overpaid. Do y'all think they should pay it back? I don't think they should have to. And 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 let me and let me read this statement from the superintendent because this is why it was said they needed to pay it back. So Superintendent Jason Griffin stated this. These overpayments date back several years and were initiated prior to the tenure of the current finance department, superintendent, and board. Under board policy and the law, board officials are required to recoup any overpayments. We are mindful of the financial impact that this matter can have on our employees, and we are working to balance that impact with our obligation to recover the funds. That's what Superintendent Jason Griffin said in a statement. Y'all take me to court. Y'all gonna have to take me to court. It's just gonna be if that's the law. If I have broke, if I'm breaking the law by not repaying this back, then y'all need to take me to court. So I don't like the fact that it's been. It, like I said, not three months, not four months, not even a year, four years on one, six years on another. And the, and the other the third case, we don't know because that information was not disclosed. Um, and like, like the superintendent said, it was under a different finance team, a different superintendent, a different school board. They made this mistake. We kind of inherited this mistake and we're trying to correct it. Y'all, Y'all, they should just let it be. I, I, I just believe in my heart and my spirit, they should just let it be. I, I think it is so un, unfair. And honestly, I know they said it's a law, but I'm saying it's, I feel like it's unethical for them to ask these folks to pay this money back because if they if they had put if they had um, given them a contract or given them a statement to say this is your new position and this is your salary and then when that when that employer looked on their paycheck and noticed a discrepancy it could have been addressed but I don't know if this happened or not so I just just let it be what it's going to be I think it is wrong for them to ask these public school employees to pay that money back I just think it's wrong I just it is not right. And I, I really don't appreciate it. I'm going to just say it like this. Speaking, 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 look, I, I do not represent all public school employees. I don't. But just speaking from an educator perspective, I think it is unethical. I think it's wrong for them to ask them to pay this money back. I don't care if it's the law. Shut the law. Bypass the law for these employees and let them be. Because, man, like, I just, I just don't think it's right. So anyway, so that's happened in Alabama. I'm going to follow that because I'm curious to know how far this is going to go. Are they going to have to sue? Is it going to have to go to court? Like, I'm really curious to know how that's going to be resolved. But y'all put it in the chat. What do y'all think about it? Share your thoughts. Share your opinions about that because I inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> Inquiry minds want to know. Okay, I only got three more news stories. I'm going to share it shortly. Look, I can't even find my teacher contract, y'all. I thought I had it saved right here, but I don't see it. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to find it. See, I don't think it it indicated my salary at all, but, um, but I might be able to find it and let you all know. So anyway, moving right along, y'all, I don't know. Well, let me go to voting season because I just want to do that first. So y'all, we are in voting season. Let me take another sip.
Hey, Mommy. Good evening. How are you? I hope you're doing well tonight. I'm doing good. I should have bought some water over here because I'm really thirsty. So, y'all, we are in voting season, y'all. If you are not registered to vote and if you're still able to vote in your, in your county, please get registered to vote. Different counties, different states have different laws about voting. Some counties, some states allow you like to vote or excuse me, to register and vote the same day. Check out your state board of elections website or either go to their offices so that you can get the information that so that you are ready to vote during this voting season. So in North Carolina, Early voting started today. The polls opened at 8 a.m. today and early voting has started. So in North Carolina, we are voting for our senators. We are voting on House of Representatives. We are voting on the North Carolina General Assembly and that's the U.S. Senate and um, U.S. House of Representatives. We are voting on our North Carolina General Assembly and we are voting on the North Carolina Supreme Court and Court of Appeals. Y'all look. These are the primaries. And it has um, been, you know, through statistics, through the history of voting, we can see that a lot of times people do not vote in the primaries. Y'all, voting in your primary elections are just as important as presidential elections. Voting for judges, voting for a court of appeals, voting for our senators, our House of Representatives, our General, General Assembly. These are the people that are going to be deciding court cases. These are the people that are going to be making policies and laws and decisions on our behalf. So look, so so we we better we better get out to the polls and vote, y'all. Let's get out to the polls and vote. Let's make this primary one of the biggest voting primaries in the history of your county or your city or your state. Get out and vote. Regardless of who you vote and vote, vote your conviction. Vote your conviction, but vote. Vote, vote. So again, early voting open in North Carolina today. Um, the, it's a one-stop in-person early voting, um, May 10th, wait a minute, let me go back. May 10th is a deadline for civilians to submit an absentee ballot. So if you have your absentee ballot, the deadline is May 10th for civilians to submit an absentee ballot request form for the 2022, this statewide primary. So if you're going to vote absentee and if you are a civilian, make sure that you request that form by May 10th, okay? By May 10th. Um, early voting ends on May 14th. So you had until today, started today, until May 14th to vote early. And it ends at 3 p.m. again on May 14th. So if you early voting, go ahead and get it in. Get it in on your lunchtime if you can. Get it in on your day off. Get it in on a work day. We got a work day coming up next week. Um, get the early voting in if that's what you decide to do, or you can wait till election day. Election day is May 17th. The polls open. Oh man, I should ask, either 6 or 6.30. I'm usually there at 6, but I don't think the polls open till 6.30. But our statewide primary and civilian absentee 
um, ballot return deadline is May 17th and election day is May 17th. So y'all make sure that you get out and vote, okay? Get out and vote. Um, and then again, check your state, your city, your county to determine if this is your state's voting season, when you're supposed to vote, when early voting starts, when absentee ballots, ballots are due, when election day is. Just make sure that you get out and vote. Get the information you need and get out. And y'all look, I'm sure you all know this, but I'm going to remind you that you can go on your state's um, uh, web, your state's. Um, election website and you can look at your ballot. You can look up your name, do a voter look up, look up your name and you can look at your ballot. You all know who you are voting for. If you, y'all in North Carolina, y'all, we got so many about a month ago, I was looking at the list. We have, I didn't, I, I counted it, counted the number in my head at that time, but I didn't commit it to memory. But there are at least 10, I think it's over 10, if everybody's in, everybody's in, uh, Republicans and Democrats running for House and running for Senator. I don't know about the House, but running for U.S. Senator, it's only one spot. <laughs> people and it's, it's 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 not a mess but it just having just having that many people running for this one seat is ridiculous but everybody is is you know doing what they do and congratulations to all of those who are running not congratulations that you're one but you know congratulations that you're that you put that in that you're wanting to hopefully make North Carolina better um but yeah it's a lot of people that are on the ballot and so you're voting well. Listen to their ads and the information that they're sharing. Listen to if it's a mirror campaign or if they're just focusing on the issues that they're going to work on once they get into in, into Washington. You know, check, do some research, you know, before you go and vote so you know exactly who you want to vote for. Uh, make sure that they are supporting and campaigning for the values that are important to you. Your so just get out and vote. Go ahead and say hello. But I wanted to share the NFL drafts are tonight at 8 o'clock if you want to listen in. The third round draft is tonight. On Saturday starts at 8 at 7. The first round draft is tomorrow. Why they did that backwards, I don't know football. So, you know, but I'm just, you know, sharing the information. So tonight is the second and third round. Tomorrow night, Friday at 7. So it's the fourth and fifth round. And so this is taking place in Las Vegas. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people in Las Vegas because it's free, you know, it's free and open. You do have to get a ticket, but it's open, you know. Um, and it's a beautiful, like I was looking at the, um, the website earlier and looking at the venue, just like the few pictures they had on and the map and everything. It's a really nice venue. They have some artists that will be there uh, entertaining the people. Um, so I kind of like fun, just the little bits of pieces I've seen. Um, and, you know, and wow, a lot of fun to be there. But you can ever I wrote them off. So local listings, if you're interested in the NFL draft. Y'all, you know what? It's so interesting. Y'all, anyway, I'm going to move on. <laughs> I'm going to leave that down and move on. Last thing I want to share with you all tonight is Summer of Soul. Y'all have heard me talk about summer. It is a, um, it happened in what year was it? 1969. In 1969, I'm looking at the man right now, but I did not write his name down, but it's a, it's a young African-American man. I'm not even sure if he's still, you know, in the land of the living, but he brought together artists from around the, from around the world, from around the United States world, um, together in Harlem 
Um, I think it was the same day. Well, actually, this the summer of soul happened over a series of weeks, um, and Woodstock was happening during one of one of the summer. But what is the Harlem? They called it the Harlem. Did I write that part down? Hold on. It was called the Harlem Festival of Culture. So the Harlem Cultural Festival, the Harlem Festival of Culture is what it was called. And again, it was like a series of weeks, um, bringing in artists, getting the people together to just have a good time, y'all. And so the videos of the Harlem um Festival sat in somebody's basement, y'all, over all these years from 1969 until 2021. Or I was, I was, I was maybe 2020, but it was released in 2021. But Quest Love, who is, um, was a part of the, um, a part of the, um, and I can't, I can't even, I can't even think of the singing group that he was a part of, but I'm about to look it up because I'm on my computer right now, because I want to be able to tell you. So anyway, he, I don't know, I can't remember how Questlove came upon these, um, vi all these videos, like all these tapes of the Harlem Cultural Festival, but he did, and he compiled all of this, all of this amazing, phenomenal singers. He compiled all of the um, concerts that were going on, and he titled it Summer uh, Summer of Soul. And so he released it. Uh, it came out on Hulu. If y'all don't have Hulu or Disney Plus, get it. Um, I, I actually got Hulu just to watch Summer of Soul. Like I had not subscribed to Hulu in a while. But when I saw the um, commercials for Summer of Soul that Questlove did, Summer of Soul, his name is Amir Khalib Thompson. He was a part of... The Roots, ah, I'm, no, 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 he part of The Roots now, um, hold on, I think it was The Roots, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they released their first album back in 1993, so The Roots. And so um, he, like I said, compiled this the, these concerts, and he released Summer of Soul. And I only got Hulu just to watch the, the Summer of Soul, y'all. That's that's it. I have watched other things on Hulu, but that's the only reason I got it, because I had to watch this Summer of Soul to see all of these phenomenal artists. And then um, it came on ABC, y'all, about... I want to say it was in February. It can't. Yep, yeah, it was in February because it came on NBC for Black History Month. So I wasn't mad that I got Hulu because I only got Hulu for ninety nine cent a month. So I'm gonna pay twelve dollars um, for Hulu for the year. So it was all good because they were running a promotion around Christmas. They always do a ninety nine cent promotion. So if you want Hulu, wait till Christmas time or was it Christmas time or um, Black Friday somewhere around. Uh, Black Friday, Thanksgiving, Christmas time, they're going to do the 99 cent again, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but anyway, if you can watch Summer of Soul, y'all, it was, this was in 1969, so you have to think about the wigs and the um, outfits and the afros and the afro pics, like, y'all, it's a beautiful celebration of Black culture and Black music. So, Mahalia Jackson was singing, um, uh, trying to go from memory, because I haven't watched it in a while. 
our Gladys Knight and the Pips, Sly Stone, woohoo, Sly Stone, and the, um, what's the name of his group, Sly Stone, and the Family Stone, oh my lord, Nina Simone, y'all, um, uh, Mavis, uh, Mavis Staple, the Staple Singers were there, uh, who else was it, um, Marilyn McCoo, her group, there was a group with her, and, um, and I can't remember what the McCoo Singers, maybe, was their name, um, who else? Uh, Stevie Wonder opened it up, y'all. Stevie Wonder opened up Summer of Soul. And so he's on the instruments, you know, playing. So Stevie Wonder was there. Um, and I can't think of any of the other singers right at this moment. There were some Latina, some Latino, some Latinx singers, y'all, working it out on the instruments. Oh, my God. It was, y'all, it was such a beautiful, Summer of Soul is amazing. Like, if you have not seen it, like, you need to see it. So anyway... I'm sharing some because they are thinking about or the Harlem Festival of Culture. They are planning another Harlem Cultural Festival in the summer of 2023, y'all. Um, I'm so excited. I don't know that I'll go, um, but hopefully they'll do another recording and I can see it from my home. Maybe they'll stream it like um, J. Cole's um, festival was a couple of weeks ago in Raleigh. Maybe they'll stream it, but they are... They're in talks and planning of the Harlem Culture Festival coming out in 2023. After 89, 99, 2009, 19, after over 50 years, y'all, they are thinking about bringing it back. And I'm so excited about it. Like, I wasn't even thought about in 1969. But being able to see, like I said, the rich culture, the rich history, the music, the people are coming together, like Black folk coming together, Latino folks coming together in one space, just jamming, having fun, enjoying themselves. Man, it's a beautiful experience, y'all. Summer of Soul, get you some of that, get you some of that. And so I do want you to know that Questlove, Mr. Amir Thompson, he did win some awards for Summer of Soul. I was so happy when he won the Academy Award for Best Documentary I did not watch the Academy Awards, y'all. I have not watched the, the Oscars in probably since maybe I was a teen or like in my maybe early 20s. And I may have watched once or twice and not even a full show because I'm not an awards watcher. That's just, I'm just not, it's not what I do. But anyway, I didn't look for Quest Love. I did say I need, I need to see if Quest Love won. Like I need to see if he's going to get this Oscar. Like he deserved this Oscar. He better get this Oscar. Like I was at home fussing about it, but I didn't watch it. I saw on social media that he won and I was really excited. Um, that he won the Academy for Best Documentary. He also won an Independent Spirit Award for Best Documentary. He won a BAFTA, which is the British Academy Film Award for Best Documentary. He won the Producers Guild of America Award for Best Documentary Motion Picture. He won the Grammy Award for Best Music Film. Yes, it's the best music. Yes, that was good. Um, he also won a Satellite Award for Best Motion Picture. He won an American Film Institute, the AFI. Um, oh, I didn't get what that one was for. Oh, sorry about that. I didn't write this for. Three. 
in the summer of soul it's kind of like a documentary in addition to showing the concert the you know the festival that was going on but it shows a picture of these um of the recordings on the video. even for movies and tv shows you had to load up the, the cameras were made how made cases it still could be made for some old school people but i think most things are digital now but that's how film was made so you can see all these reels i mean like boxes and boxes of reels sitting in this basement and so they had to compile all of this information and put it in a format that was, you know, that you can um, release as a movie. I think it's like two hours, maybe two and a half hours, um, maybe. And so they did win an award for editing. I, I kind of, I wanted some more of the music, though. Like, I, I don't know if there was enough content for there to be like a summer part two. I don't know, but um, I'm glad for what we got. You know, seeing Mahalia Jackson singing Amazing Grace. Oh, her and Mavis Staples. I mean, y'all, it's it's beautiful. Again, if you can watch Summer of Soul, get it. I go to Harlem next summer for the Harlem Cultural Festival. Hit me up. Let me know how it's going. I don't plan to be there. Um, but I, I'm again, I'm hoping it's it's recorded again so that we can take part in that. Americans, it's a lot. Um, so that's all the news and in with you tonight. I do want to share this. So I'm gonna take a sip first. Well, y'all, I was, um, I went to, I was at an institute this week, not a mental institute. And I can, I can hear my mama thinking right now, well, you go to a mental institute? No, <laughs> it was a learning institute. And one of the classes that I took was about resilience. It was about resilience, resilience. And within the lesson, the young lady who taught, I love, I've heard her do seminars before and she was, she's absolutely amazing. I've only um, participated in her seminars via Zoom, but we were in person. Y'all, one, so we went through different ways, of, like different, our different strengths and different positivities that we have about us and we got to a part of talking about gratitude. So in my wellness class, we're learning about gratitude as well. And so she had all of these handouts and different, you know, um, learning tools for us. And there was one sheet where you had to write down what you're grateful for. Y'all. And it was several lines. Y'all, I started writing. I had tears. Y'all full for me. I'm sitting in a full of folks. I'm sitting on the front row. So I think she's like, she saw me because I'm sitting like on the front row in the corner. And I asked y'all, did it stay where am I? I have mask on. So my like catching the tears. And she asked for feedback. But for this one, even though I kind of had my head to, I was trying, I was trying not to like wipe my tears. I didn't want anybody to know I was crying. But she was saying how personal, just thinking about the things that you're grateful, grateful for, how personal that can be. So we didn't share that particular section, which it, it would have been fine if we would have. I probably would have really busted out crying just listening to other people because we had already had such a good discussion already. Your struggles and what you're dealing with and how your your strengths and your positive positivity helps you to be resilient when you're going through situations when you're going through you know dealing with parents or dealing with health issues and all that we're just talking to me y'all i'm so grateful for so many things the number one thing i'm grateful for is life Every morning when I wake up, I tell God, thank you, because it could have been another way. As a missionary Baptist, deacons used to say, 
God, I thank you that my bed was not my cooling board. I didn't understand that when I was a child. Oh, but when I got old, I understand. God, thank you that my bed was not my cooling board. And so life is the number one thing I'm thankful of. I think on my own. I can have clear thoughts. My mind is not confused. My work, my mind is not jumbled. My mind is not um, bipolar personalities. For those who have mental illness, that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. Prayerfully, you're getting the help and the support that you need. But I am thankful that I, I do not have a mental illness. I do not have, you know, bipolarism or schizophrenia or some of those struggles that other individuals will for that. You know, no disrespect to anybody. I just, I just have to share. This is just my testimony. I'm thankful that I have activity of my limbs. I'm thankful for my family, that I have a family who loves me. I'm thankful for shelter, y'all. I've been homeless three times in my life, so I am thankful. I'm going to cry right now, but I'm going to try to hold it together. So I'm thankful that I have a home that is going to take it away from me. I guess they could if they wanted to, but they're not going to. I have a job. I went about 10 years, eight years. Maybe 10, it was a long time without having a car at all. I have a car, got car insurance on, I'm driving legal. <laughs> I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for food in the refrigerator. Have I been hungry before? Yes, yes, I have. I'm thankful for food in the refrigerator. I'm thankful for food in the freezer. I'm thankful for, um, there was one thing that had just come to mind. I'm thankful for the for just everything for 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 even things I can't even mention just because it's it's a lot. But I'm thankful for so many things and just thinking about how gratitude, y'all. If we practice the art of gratitude, man, how much different would our we say thank you, Lord, even though things may not be like I want them. Thank you, Lord. I might be struggling in my health right now. But thank you, Lord. My child made me want to take them out of here. I, look, I brought them into the world. I take them out. My child want me uh, acting like they want me to take them out of here. But God, I thank you. My husband acting a fool. Bible say don't call nobody a fool, but they acting like a fool. Wife acting like a fool. But thank you so much. Be thankful for. So I want you within yourself to think about what are you grateful for? Who are you grateful for? What are the areas of gratitude, your gratitude flowers, you know, those things that um, build you up and grow you and encourage you? What are those things that you are thankful for? Y'all can put it in the chat if you want to. I'm going to go ahead and put mine. I'm, I'm going to put it in the chat. I am grateful for... For, I'm going to say it like, like a, my ministry is for life, health, and strength. If I, yeah, I'm thankful for life. I'm thankful for health. And I'm thankful for strength. Because y'all, it really could have been another way. And so we were, and I actually have, so we were songs that um, encourage us. And I ended up not sharing because sometimes, 
you know, it's good to share, but like other people were, were wanting to share and even share, so I didn't share. But but why but we our presenter actually shared some songs with us that encourage her and lift her up. Did she have some Christian songs? Yes, she did. Did she have some secular songs? Yes, she did. I I knew all I can't think of her songs right now, but I knew all of her songs except for one of them I wasn't familiar with. But I was just like, okay, then do what you gotta do, you know. And her 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 church song was um it wasn't I surrender all what was it was a hymn and and Jennifer Hudson was singing it she had a Jennifer Hudson version um how was it how great thou art how great thou art no it wasn't how great thou art but it, it was it was a hymn that she had and I was sitting there singing along too because she played she played it for uh, you know through the first verse and um so I'm grateful for life health and strength. I want to encourage you. What are some good so or Hawkins? Thank you, son. Could have been outdoor, outdoor. I thank you with no food. Thank you and no clothes. Thank you all alone without a friend. Thank you or just another number with a tragic end. But you didn't see fit to let none of those things be. And every day by your power, you keep on keeping me. And I want to say thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. So that's my, that's, that's it right there. Don't play that song because I'm starting to think that's God. And you will and I'll do it a thousand times again. Woo. That's, it's not, it's out of my range where you got started too high. For you. Audra Day, y'all look it up. I'll rise. I think it's called just Rise Up. I love that song, y'all. And she sang it um for Athen and Vice President Harris inauguration. A young lady, a young um, African American lady who skates, and she on Black Lives Matter Street in Washington D.C. And she was skating as Audra Day was singing. So I think it was a part of their inauguration festivities. Um, it is on YouTube. If I find it, I'll put it in the description. But um, I, I, I like that song. And if you haven't seen the video, it's a really nice video too. Um, but I, I that's one of my other songs. I'll rise up. Because no matter what happens, no matter how it over or take it or whatever the case may be, oh, I'm going to rise up. Now you best believe that. You, you may knock me down with toys, that were weighted at the bottom. It's like, put back up, coming back up, swinging. So that's another um, song of mine. And it's Audra Day is the artist. I don't know who actually wrote it. She may have wrote it. I think, I, I know I have her name right. I wonder, did I spell it right? Audra Day. Okay, I did spell it. I spelled her name wrong. So let me make sure I spell her name right before I post it so you can look it up. Y'all, and that's it. I hadn't even planned to share about my gratefulness, but it's something that really, it really, it touched my heart today. It really did. And, you know, it doesn't take much for me to cry anyway. You know, I, you know, y'all, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to leave that deal, but it don't take much for me to cry anyway. But, um, but yeah. Okay. So I'm done, y'all. Thank you so much for joining me tonight for Sip and Say with Stephanie. I said I wasn't going to be on long, but I'm, it's, a, it's an hour and 20 minutes, but it's all good. Um, next week is the 5th. Um, I will be here. Uh, Lord blessing me to live to see it. I'll be here for Bible study on May 5th and May 12th. 
Um, and then the 19th and the 26th, um, Lord bless me to live to see it. I will be here for Sip and Say with Stephanie. Y'all, I want to share this with you. I'm, I promise you this is going to be the last thing. Like a preacher has three closings. Y'all have heard me say that before. I promise this is the last thing. If you are in the state of North Carolina or whatever your state is, our community college has classes that you can take if you want to start a business or learn information about businesses, about nonprofits. Our community college system has free classes that you can take from community colleges around North Carolina. They're absolutely free. All you have to do is sign up. And so I'll put that link in the description as well in case you want to take advantage. And I mentioned it because just last night I took a class at six. Y'all know I have my nonprofit. It's a year old. This month it turned a year old. And so I've been taking classes with the Small Business Administration. They're small business centers. And so I've been taking classes so that I can learn about running my nonprofit, you know, successfully. You know, I got the Holy Ghost and I got God's wisdom, but I want to get some natural wisdom too, you know. And so last night it talked about the executive board, like um, establishing an executive board, how many members you should have, the state of North Carolina law, which I didn't know that was about your um, nonprofit executive board. It was such, like I was taking notes, it's such good information that was shared. And I do have the presentation, you all. Man, it's the information is so good, it's so rich, and it's free, you all. Like our tax dollars are paying the administration for these leaders of our So y'all take advantage of that you're thinking about starting a business. If you want to start a nonprofit. If you're thinking about starting a nonprofit, they talk, they take your business plan, um, marketing, excuse me, profits takes you through. Um, what was I thinking about? Um, it's a wealth of information. So I urge you to check it out in the, the chat. I'll be on. So again, I promise you that's all y'all take care. Y'all have a wonderful weekend, a wonderful rest of your week. Um, next week or wonderful weekend. Wonderful rest of this week, a wonderful weekend, and a wonderful week next week. And if the Lord bless us all to live to see it, I'll see you next Thursday, 6 Bible study. Y'all take care now. Bye-bye.